The views and opinions expressed by various contributors to 98.5 CKWR and its radio programs are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of 98.5 CKWR Wired World, Inc., its broadcasters, staff, or volunteers. Listeners are urged to use their own discernment and draw their own conclusions. My name is Rob Daniels, and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week, right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 18 of 2020, or sorry, 2022, goodness gracious, go back in time there, and show number 1023, if you're keeping track that way. This week, we conclude, unfortunately, 80s month with a celebration of the 40th anniversary of Blade Runner. Now, Blade Runner, for those that may not know, is a 1982 film that uh, first introduced me to the term cyberpunk. The film is also credited with changing the way films are made with many innovations with special effects. Now, earlier this year, I featured the music from the films of Douglas Trumbull, of which Blade Runner is one of the films that he did special effects for. Now, the film's special effects are generally considered to be among the best of all time, using the available pre-CGI technology to the fullest. Special effects engineers who worked on the film are often praised for their innovative technology, and they used to produce and design certain aspects of those visuals. In addition to matte paintings and models, the techniques employed included multi-pass exposures. In some scenes, the set was lit, shot, The film rewound and then recorded over with different lighting. In some cases, this was done up to 16 times. However, in all of this, it is Blade Runner's music that seems to have made the greatest impact, at least on me. The music can be best described as having a vibe of the future that is truly hard to deny. The score by Vangelis, and yes... I have it on good authority that it is pronounced Vangelis, not Vangelis. Is on a, is a dark combination of classic composition of and futuristic synthesizers, which mirrors the film noir retro future envisioned by Ridley Scott. Now, 
Vangelis, fresh off his Academy Award-winning score to Chariots of Fire, the first time I kind of heard Vangelis, composed and performed the music on his synthesizers. He also made use of various chimes and vocal collaboration, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing this name correctly, Demis Roussos. Another memorable sound is the alto, or sorry, tenor sax solo, Love Theme, by British saxophonist Dick Morrissey, who performed on many of Vangelis' albums. Now, Ridley Scott also used Memories of Green from the Vangelis album See You Later, an orchestral version of which Scott would later see, uh, rather, later rather use in his film Someone to Watch Over Me. Along with Vangelis' compositions and ambient textures, the film's soundscape also features a track by the Japanese ensemble, and hopefully again I'm pronouncing this correctly, Nipponia. Now, despite being well-received by fans and critically acclaimed and nominated in 1982 for a BAFTA and a Golden Globe as Best Original Score, the promise of a soundtrack album from Polydor Records at the end of titles of the film the release of the official soundtrack album was delayed for over a decade. There are two official reasons, uh, rather two official releases of the music from Blade Runner in the light of the lack of a release of an album. Now the new American orchestra recorded an orchestral adaptation in 1982, which despite their best efforts is, was not quite there when it compared to the original. Some of the tracks would, in 1989, surface on the compilation Vangelis album Themes, but it was not until 1992's release of the director's cut uh, would a substantial amount of the film's score see a commercial release. Even then, the score was not com- fully complete. Now, first up on this week's show is music from that early attempt at getting a score album done by the aforementioned New American Orchestra. Now, one has to remember that this was a big deal. They had to basically go in because Vangelis um, can't read music, as far as I know, and basically does everything improvisational to to, to a screen, sometimes. Now, in this case, have a listen. They did a pretty good job with it. Now, um, have a listen. Like I said, uh, this was uh, released on the Full Moon Warner Brothers label. So here is some music from Blade Runner by the New American Orchestra. Back in a bit.
a little bit of music from the new American Orchestra's version of Blade Runner. Very interesting, but again, not quite there. Close, close guys, but not quite. So if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, Visions in Sound. I am also online at uh, facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. You can also be found on Good Pods and also Apple Music if you decide to go that way. 
So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of Blade Runner. Now, Blade Runner initially underperformed in North American theaters and split critics. While some praised its thematic complexity and visuals, others critiqued its slow pacing and lack of action. It has since become an acclaimed cult film regarded as one of the best all-time science fiction films hailed for its production design depicting a high-tech but decaying future. Blade Runner is often regarded as both a leading example of neo-noir cinema as well as a foundational work of the cyberpunk genres I mentioned before. The film has influenced many science fiction films, video games, anime, and television series. It brought the work of Philip K. Dick to the attention of Hollywood, and several big-budget films were based on his work, such as Total Recall in 1990, Minority Report in 2002, and Scanner Darkly in 2006. Now, for me, I first became aware of Blade Runner when it was first released in 1982. Now, I recognized Harrison Ford from the Star Wars films and Indiana Jones films, but wondered how he was going to work in this film. I was not old enough to see the film in theaters and uh, would eventually record the film off of TV. That's the version with the uh, the voiceovers. Uh, we can discuss that in a little bit. Years later, I did end up seeing the director's cut at a local theater. Over the three years, or sorry, over the years rather, there have been seven different versions of Blade Runner that exist as a result of controversial changes requested by studio executives. As mentioned, a director's cut was released in 1992 after a strong response to test screenings of a work print. This, in conjunction with the film's popularity as a video rental, made it one of the earliest movies to be released on DVD. In 2007, Warner Brothers released the final cut, a 25th anniversary digitally remastered version this is the only version over which Scott retained artistic control. Now, it's unfortunate that Evangelis score has never been completely released, as in 2007, a 25th anniversary soundtrack was also released. Now, I do have to talk about this, this specific release. Basically, what it does is it takes, it repackages the 1992 version of the, of the soundtrack. It adds some out of context, kind of out of context um, music on a second disc called the previously re- unreleased and bonus material. And then a C a third disc. Hmm. That's kind of inspired by and to be honest, and I hate to say this about Vangelis because he's a fantastic composer, but it's kind of a waste. So I'm only going to play music from the first two discs, the um, special uh, 1992 release. Now, it does have dialogue and is out of film order. Now, we'll discuss a little bit later on. There's another release that I'm, I'm going to be doing a little later on in the show that talks about or that I will briefly touch on the idea of having an official movie um, order 
soundtrack release. Some people like that, some people don't. In any case, so here is some more music from Vangelis's music or Vangelis's soundtrack to Blade Runner. Back in a bit.
Do you like our owl? It's artificial? Of course it is. Must be expensive. Very. I'm Rachel. Deckard. It seems you feel our work is not a benefit to the public. Replicants are like any other machine. They're either a benefit or a hazard. If they're a benefit, it's not my problem. May I ask you a personal question? Sure. Have you ever retired a human by mistake? No. But in your position, that is a risk. Is this to be an empathy test? Capillary dilation of the so-called blush response? Fluctuation of the pupil? Involuntary dilation of the iris? We call it void comp for sure. Mr. Decker, Dr. Eldon Terrell. Demonstrate it. I want to see it work. Where's the subject? I want to see it work on a person. I want to see a negative before I provide you with a positive. What's that going to prove? Indulge me. On you? Try her.
And with a little bit of music from the official, sort of, uh, release of Blade Runner from 1992. That's music by Vangelis. If you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound@gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I'm on the Twitter at visionsinsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. You can also follow my uh, soundtrack listening project 2022 on the website as well. I am going through my soundtracks from A to Z. Currently, I am on B, A. Actually, Batman Forever is the last soundtrack that I actually listened to tonight. So, yeah, you can follow me on my website, visionsandsound.ca. I'm also on podcasts, as well as uh, with Good Pods and Apple Music. You can find me on there as well. So, welcome back to Visions in Sound. And I'm going to continue on with some more music from the the show, but there is something, or from the movie, there is something very interesting though. Back in 2003, and this is quite a while ago, uh, I actually, and I just looked it up. It's still on the website. Uh, go to bladezone.com. Maybe after the show, check it out. Bentley Owsley. Name probably doesn't mean anything to you. The guy is a blade runner soundtrack expert we discussed back in 2003 i can't believe it was it was you know that long ago we discussed all different types of blade runner soundtracks from the uh, video game soundtrack um, to the many many bootlegs that are out on the that were out at the time um, there was a lot of, because there was not an official release of the soundtrack, it was never, there was a lot of the, these, uh, bootleg music, uh, releases that were done. And I mean, there are, there are some, some weird ones. I won't get into it because it's a rather complicated rabbit hole. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Huh. <sighs> But yeah, check out bladezone.com. I'm surprised that after almost 20 years that uh the that 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 interview is still on his website. It's amazing. In any case, I'm going to continue on with some more music from Blade Runner. Now, this is still from the official release. This is from the and you'll excuse me the Blade Runner previously unreleased and bonus material. This is a CD two from the 25th anniversary Blade Runner, as they're calling it Blade Runner trilogy, which is a weird name for it because the film is not a trilogy. It's just a three disc disc uh, set here. So check out a little bit of the unreleased music, or at least at the time unreleased music from Blade Runner. And I'll be back in just a little bit.
And with a little bit of music from the film Blade Runner, that's music, of course, by Vangelis. With a little bit of, uh, of vibe there. Now, there is one thing that I will say about this particular score. And again, I'll use the word vibe. There is a huge science fiction um, vibe throughout the entire score. Now, I have never heard some of the bootleg scores that are out there, but apparently they, they use a very similar technique where it's kind of, um, you listen to it and you go through the entire thing. And again, the word, the best word I can use to describe it is there is a vibe to this, that it just, it just, it draws you in and just holds, holds on to you the entire time. Well, like I said, Welcome back to Visions in Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 40th anniversary, 40 years of Blade Runner. Now, Blade Runner falls into what I would call uh, a category known as neo-noir. And of course, it uses some of the conventions of film noir, along with, along with them, the character of a femme fatale narration by the protagonist, well, at least in this case. And we'll talk about this, because very briefly very briefly on the the original release of the film where there is a what is reported that Harrison Ford was brought back in to do the, a a re, uh, kind of a, a reading of the, kind of the way they used to do in the old in the old film noir films, you know, the old detective stories, you know, it was a hard rain in the city by the bay, that kind of thing. In any case, so apparently he was brought back in and did a very lackluster uh, read, which kind of works with the character he is. In any case, uh, um, so the, that, uh, I watched that recently, like within the last little bit, and it's not a bad release. And then, of course, there is the final cut. And I, and I mentioned before that there are seven, several, several, seven releases of the film. The last and hopefully final one is the final cut. It's very interesting to see, to see the kind of the evolution of this film. Like I said, I have seen the original, the director's cut and the final cut. Um, I have to say that probably the final cut is my favorite of the, of the, the releases, but the original still sticks with me because it does have this, um, well, the best, best way to describe it, uh, this charm to it. It's, it's weird. And I, I can't really put it another way. There seems to be this, this kind of charm to it, but yeah. So if you haven't seen it, check out, um, the, the final cut of Blade Runner. Um, just any cut of the, of Blade Runner, of the Blade Runner film is, is worth a look because a simple, simple look at the, the lore and the, just the look of the film. Now I will, I will say this, that the 20, that, that 2049 Blade Runner 2049 does carry on that tradition, the look and that sort of thing. I'm less involved. I'm less drawn in by the story and it's a long film. It's a very long film. 
and Denny Villeneuve did a wonderful job on it in any case. So like I said, Blade Runner, the original from 82, delves into the effects of technology on the environment and society by reaching into the past using literature, religious symbolism, classic dramatic themes, and film noir techniques. This tension between past, present, and future is represented in the retrofitted future depicted in the film, one where high-tech and gleaming in places, but decayed and outdated in others. A sense of foreboding and paranoia pervades the world of the film. Corporate power looms large, police seem omnipresent, vehicles and warning lights probe into buildings, and the consequence of huge biomedical power over the individual are explored, especially regarding replicants' implanted memories. Now, the question of whether Deckard is intended to be human or replicant has been an ongoing controversy uh, since the film's release. Um, now watch the film. I'll leave it at that. There are, there are arguments for either side. I tend to think that perhaps, although, although I will say this, the answer does come up in Blade Runner 2049. I'll simply say that. We'll see. Uh, like I said, I don't want to ruin it for those that haven't seen the film, 2049 or the original. And if you haven't seen the original after 40 years, what have you been doing? But in any case. Now, the Vangela score got one, at least the most recently, got one last release. Now, of course, as I've mentioned before, Vangelis, the Vangela score got many bootleg releases over the years. And despite the official release in 2007, um, BSX Records did a close-to-film-order release in 2012. So have a listen to this. This is a really good remake uh, representation of the Blade Runner score. So... Yeah, we'll 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 use that to to get close to wrapping up the show. So have a listen. Here is some music from the aforementioned Blade Runner as we are celebrating the 40th anniversary of said film. Back in a bit.
Now, while not an initial success with North American audiences, Blade Runner was popular internationally and garnered a cult following, influencing several science fiction films, video games, anime, and television programs. For example, Ronald D. Moore and David Icke, the producers of the reimagined Battlestar Galactica, have both cited Blade Runner as one of the major influences on the show. The fact that Edward James Almos is in the show and terms such as skin job show up in the series is kind of a perfect example of that. Now, Blade Runner continues to reflect modern trends and concerns. An increasing number of critics consider it to be one of the greatest science fiction films of all time. And it was voted the best science fiction film ever made in a 2004 poll of 60 eminent world scientists. If you can't believe scientists... Blade Runner is also cited as an important influence to both style and story of Ghost in the Shell, uh, which is itself has been highly influential in the future noir genre. Blade Runner has also been very influential to the cyberpunk movement. It also influenced cyberpunk derivative biopunk, which revolves around biotechnology and genetic engineering. Huge influence. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for hanging in, those that did. As we continue into 2022, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me sometimes to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one cares. I would never have made it this far without the support of a team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in trouble and needs help, resources are available. In case of emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, and Kids Help Phone at one 800 668-6868, also 1-844-HERE-247 and here247.ca all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week as we kick off May with a look at scores you may not have heard of. I'll leave it at that. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from Blade Runner and some words from the late Rudger Hauer, who played Roy Batty in the film. And I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound. I've seen Attack ships on fire off the shore of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten house gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears.